early today, and you guys, you got to forgive me, okay? I'm, my, my life is in complete disarray right now. Uh, I got my little brother staying with me, and he's staying in this room where I do my shows, so the room is a total mess. There's a big air mattress in here. I had to push my desk all the way against the wall, and uh, he's going to be here for a couple more days. My sister-in-law just moved down here uh, from Delaware to St. Pete. I had to help her move last week, so I missed my show last Thursday. And as soon as my brother leaves, my mom's coming down. And my mom, she decided she's going to come down Sunday through Thursday. And I'm like, Ma, I do my shows Monday through Thursday. And she's like, oh, I didn't know. Well, I guess we can't change our flight. Sorry. So I got a lot going on, a lot of family stuff. And uh, the schedule might be a little hectic for the next, I guess, two weeks. And I apologize. I really do. But then again, those of you that know me know I am not a schedule, a schedule guy as it is. I struggle maintaining this commitment to go live Monday through Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. It is such, it, it is so difficult for me. I'm just telling you. You know, the way my brain works is I see a story and I, I just want to jump on it and pounce on it and go live right away. You know what I mean? But trying to do something for you guys, have some level of consistency, and set up my shows on a schedule uh, so that you guys know when you can tune in. You know, I, uh, I've been trying to do that for you guys, but it's been really, really difficult. And with all this family stuff going on, it's, it's got me thinking, man, I wish I could just throw the schedule away and just go live. You know, when, when, <laughs> when, when I have something to say. You know, like, but we're going to, we're going to try to stick to the schedule. It's just going to be a little hectic the, the next couple of weeks. So please forgive me. Anyways, let's talk about the, the news. So we're going to cover three things. We're going to talk about James Comer, the House Oversight Committee. They're going to be dropping the hammer on the Biden crime family on Wednesday. Wednesday is supposed to be a very, very big day. We're going to not just expose what they've uh, uncovered in the suspicious activity reports, the bank records of the Biden crime family, but they're going to make direct connections that implicate Joe Biden himself and his involvement in Hunter Biden's crimes. So this could really, really change the narrative, given that the left, the media, they've all maintained that Joe Biden had no knowledge, no awareness, and no involvement in his son's crimes. Well, apparently that narrative is going to shift on Wednesday. So we'll talk about that and what I think about it. We're also going to talk about how Billy Bag of Bones Gates, old, you know, baby back bitch, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors Chairman Bill Gates now claims that he has PTSD. And why? Well, because of all of you guys and your relentless harassment and your death threats which he provides no evidence for whatsoever. The man is struggling with post-traumatic stress disorder because of election denialism, which is a complete joke. And we're going to spend some time poking fun at this douchebag um, at about the halfway mark of the show. And then we'll talk about Tucker Carlson because we have some new developments in that saga where Fox News is now accusing Dominion of leaking evidence which is supposed to be under seal with the courts from the defamation case to media matters and i do not buy it for one second okay so we'll break it all down we're going to get into all the juicy meat and potatoes but first be sure to check out mypillow.com when you go to mypillow.com and enter promo code nick you can save a ton of money on all the best sleep products including the mypillow 2.0 the uh, my slippers, the sandals, the slides—you can get them for as low as nineteen ninety-eight when you use promo code Nick. And of course, the luxurious Giza Dreams bed sheets. Now you probably already bought some Giza ben, uh, bed sheets, but I mean, let's say you got to—you you, got to do a load of laundry. You got to wash your Giza bed sheets. Well, it's good to have a second set on hand. You can just throw them on uh, while the other set is in the washer. You know, in the washer, right? So, check out MyPillow.com, enter promo code Nick, save a ton of money, and without further ado, let's get into the news. Alright, so, House Oversight Committee Chairman, Representative James Comer, uh, to the DOJ, do not indict Hunter Biden before Wednesday. So, there's concern here 
the the there's a lot of concern that the DOJ, you know, they've been investigating Hunter Biden for like five years now, and there's pending uh, charges for lying in order to purchase a firearm and some minor tax fraud. But we know that this goes way way deeper than that, and the House Oversight Committee is prepared to expose the Biden crime syndicate um, in this money laundering scheme that they say over nine Biden family members are involved in. But they're concerned that the DOJ, who's been actively trying to cover up and downplay the Biden family's crimes, that they're going to indict Hunter Biden before they have a chance to release the goods to the public. So Representative James Comer, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, he announced on Maria Bartiromo's show that they're going to have a big press conference on Wednesday to reveal the evidence that they've uncovered uh, from the laptop, the suspicious activity reports that they got from the U.S. Treasury from uh, you know, using a subpoena. They've also talked to multiple whistleblowers. I believe they've taken depositions from Hunter's business associates. And so they're prepared to put it all on the floor. It sounds like they're ready to blow the lid off this thing and reveal to the American people what we already know. That it wasn't just Hunter Biden, you know, cutting deals around the world, smoking Parmesan cheese, trafficking prostitutes and whatnot. The entire Biden crime family is directly involved in it, including Joe Biden. Now, James Comer says they have evidence that Joe Biden was actively making policy decisions to benefit China and other foreign countries, and that these policy decisions directly correlate with the money that was being sent to uh, Hunter Biden's shell companies, right? So this directly implicates Joe Biden, and this could be a really big deal. It could really cause a shift in the narrative because, again, anytime you bring up Hunter Biden, the left, they always deflect, and they say, I don't care about Hunter Biden because Hunter Biden isn't the president. They legitimately don't care that Hunter is a degenerate crackhead enriching himself you know, amassing a million-dollar fortune, taking bribes from China, Ukraine, uh, the mayor of Moscow's wife. They don't care about any of that because they legitimately think that Hunter Biden is an adult, he's his own man, and he's done all this without his dad's knowledge. When Biden tells them that he had no knowledge of his son's business dealings, they believe him. And then you have the late-night talk show hosts like Jimmy Kimmel, and uh, Jimmy Fallon, and all the Jimmies. You know, th- these mouthpieces for the Democrat Party, they have been making fun of us for years for putting so much focus on the Hunter Biden laptop. You know, they say things like, while the Democrats are out focusing on real issues like aborting babies and, and disarming the public, the real important issues, the Republicans are out there focusing on blurry pictures of Hunter Biden's penises, and then they get a big uh, laugh, right? This is what they say. It's a big joke to them. And so here we have James Comer saying that we have black and white evidence that directly implicates Joe Biden himself. And this could really shake things up in terms of the narrative, especially since we're leading into uh, what's going to be the most consequential election in American history. You know, another Trump versus Biden saga. And remember, in 2020, they put out that letter from 50 former intelligence officials to try to bury the Hunter Biden laptop. They censored the New York Post article uh, documenting the Hunter Biden laptop, labeled it Russian disinformation, and banned tons of conservatives off the internet for even talking about it. Right? Now, the Republicans have an opportunity to flip things around, okay, and turn the tables on them. They have an opportunity to show what exactly they were trying to hide from the American people in the run-up to the next election. Okay, so this is a pretty big deal. Not only will this show that they all participated in a coup and lied, it also exposes the cover-up and the inaction from the DOJ, who right now, again, is planning to indict Hunter on minor gun charges and minor tax fraud. So... This, this, these people should be spending life in prison or worse, and they're planning to indict Hunter, give him a slap on the wrist, 
give him a sweetheart plea deal and let him off the hook and never even even uh, attempt to make a connection to Joe Biden and these policy decisions, right? Now, I do have one concern, okay? I have one concern, and that is based on what James Comer said on Maria Bartiromo's show. So apparently, there's a whistleblower uh, that they're trying to bring forward that's really central to what they're trying to present at this conference, right? And I assume they're talking about the IRS uh, whistleblower that we, we talked about last week. And and so James Comer's making it sound like a lot of what this whistleblower has to share hangs in the balance on the FBI complying with their subpoena. We know that James Comer issued a subpoena to Christopher Ray and the FBI for a specific memo which relates to an investigation that was conducted back when Joe Biden was the vice president. There was uh, some sort of investigation where Joe Biden made a policy decision and took money from a, a foreign agent, something like that. Well, they need this document. They need this memo. And James Comer's making it sound like this memo is what ties it all together. This is what draws the connection between Hunter Biden's uh, business dealings and Joe Biden himself. So it's a little concerning that it kind of sounds like all this hangs on the compliance of the FBI. You know, Comer gave uh, the FBI until Wednesday to comply. But something tells me the FBI is not going to comply with this subpoena. You know, it's just a hunch, given the fact that the FBI and Merrick Garland have been doing everything in their power to prevent the Biden uh, family crimes from being exposed. That's what they've been doing for the past several years now. (laughs) That's the whole thing that predicated this House oversight investigation. The reason that you open this investigation is because you know that the DOJ is covering for the Biden crime family. So if we're leaving it up to the FBI to turn over the missing link and blow the lid off this thing, then I have a feeling we got a big problem on our hands. You know, because they'll probably say that they can't produce this memo because it would interfere with the DOJ's own investigation and potential indictment of Hunter Biden. That's what they always do. That's their cop-out. And then what are you going to do? I mean, if they refuse to comply, what's the plan? Are you going to hold them in contempt? Are you going to hold Christopher Ray in contempt for not complying with the subpoena? That would take some balls. And the problem is, Republicans don't have balls. Now, James Comer says that there's a plan B in place if they don't comply. So it's good that we have a contingency plan here, but he didn't express what exactly that is. All right, so if they don't comply, there's a plan B, but we don't know what that is. I'm a little concerned here, but uh, even without this memo, I still think that that they're going to be able to uncover, just based on the suspicious activity reports alone, uh, evidence of crimes and the Hunter Biden laptop, which we know Marco Polo USA... Garrett Ziegler and his team of researchers have already documented over 450 crimes that Hunter Biden has committed, including uh, money laundering and FARA violations, the Foreign Foreign Agent Registration Act. Like, Hunter Biden was acting as a foreign agent, but did not register as a foreign agent, and that is a serious crime. We know we have hundreds of examples of this, including uh, human trafficking, so they have evidence of crimes, and we all we also know that they made a connection between uh, a wire transfer from China that was dispersed between nine Biden family members, and apparently they've made a connection to Joe Biden from that wire transfer. So they've got a lot already. Do they need this memo to tie it all together? I don't think so. But it did concern me a little bit, the emphasis that James Comer put on that memo. But either way, all this is going down on Wednesday and we'll most likely be doing a live show covering the presentation. So be on the lookout, all eyes on Wednesday. Now, real quick, be sure to smash that like button and check out nicklovesgold.com. The Federal Reserve just hiked interest rates again for the 10th consecutive time. And Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, even admits 
that inflation is not coming down despite massively raising interest rates. We're in massive amounts of debt, and Congress doesn't plan on stopping all the reckless spending. The economy is on the verge of collapse, we're seeing banks fail left and right, and it's safe to say that the economy is headed for some dark times ahead. So if you have $50,000 or more saved for retirement, now's the time to protect your savings while you still can. Visit nicklovesgold.com right now. Get your free IRS loophole kit and see how you can protect your retirement savings with gold and silver. Don't wait until it's too late. Visit nicklovesgold.com. That's nicklovesgold.com. All right. Now, now on a lighter note. <laughs> Man, uh, how callous and, and cold-hearted am I to make fun of this dickweed for saying he has PTSD, right? <laughs> but you know I'm going to do it. All right, so old Billy Bag of Bones Gates, baby back bitch Gates, the man who sounds like Mickey Mouse sucked a balloon full of helium, the man with less testosterone in his body and his testicles than my 18-month-old son. This man, the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, is now claiming that he has PTSD. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, this is hilarious. Yes, I, I'm saying it's hilarious because uh, this dude doesn't have PTSD, okay? He has a guilty conscience. He knows that he rigged multiple elections, and it's weighing on him, ladies and gentlemen. But he's claiming that he has PTSD because of all the election deniers that have been making his life a living hell, blowing up his phones, his emails, putting out flyers with his face on it, uh, calling him a traitor to his face. And, of course, we know there's people that have been giving him a hard time at board meetings, asking him to come clean about his crimes ever since the 2020 election steal. And it's been making his life really, really difficult, guys. So check this out. Um, in an interview with the Washington Post, Bill Gates, the current chair of the influential Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, which has jurisdiction over one of the most politically competitive counties in the United States, spoke of the challenges that he faced as a result of backing the integrity of the countywide vote in 2020. A longtime Republican, allegedly, Gates said he backed former President Donald Trump in the 2016 election and was an elected official in what was a longtime redoubt of the GOP. But things began to change in 2020 as opponents of the county's COVID-19 protocols railed against mask mandates put into place to curb the spread of the virus. And after now President Joe Biden won both Maricopa County and Arizona in November 2020, Trump-aligned Republicans sought to stop the certification of Biden's victory. Those efforts to overturn the result stretched into the next year when the GOP commissioned an audit of the presidential results in the county. During that time, Trump and many Republicans in his orbit continued to question the integrity of the vote in, what Arizona, in Arizona without any verifiable proof of fraud. Gates himself faced death threats while flyers with an image of his face were sent around to his neighbors, according to the Post. Soon, his family began to feel unsafe in their own residence and briefly left their home to escape the harassment per the report. After Gates' usually cheery personality morphed into one that was much more withdrawn, along with his difficulties with sleeping, a loss of appetite, and an increasing propensity to lose his cool, during meetings and television interviews, his wife told him he needed to go to therapy. According to the report, a therapist informed Gates that he had classic signs of PTSD, a condition often associated with troops coming home from war. Oh my God. Oh my God. If that even is, if that's true, if a therapist told you you got PTSD, keep that to yourself. Because if you're thinking you're going to get sympathy from me, you are sadly mistaken, sir. Okay, first of all, this is extremely offensive. Literally, a slap in the face of all the people out there that have real PTSD. Soldiers that have come home from war. People getting their legs blown off. Victims of rape and, and serious acts of violence. Okay, this, this guy's trying to, to claim that he has the same condition as those people. And this, this, this asshole wants to say that he has PTSD... Because he stole an election and people are calling him out for it? Wow, that's trauma, right? That's real trauma, guys. This is, this is a joke. 
And it's downright insulting. Now, I, I try to think, you know, why is he why is he claiming this? What's the real spin here? What's the what's the motive behind this? And my first thought was that maybe the reason that Bill Gates is running to the media to put this story out there is to one, give the media another reason to demonize all of us so called election deniers so that they can justify more government overreach and more censorship as we head into another election, right? We know that that, that's what they've been trying to do, and this just gives them another reason to do it, but also because we are close to reaching another major decision. Well, two consequential uh, decisions regarding the election challenges in Arizona. You have Carrie Lake's case, which is about to reach a, a final decision on the ballot signatures, her bid to conduct an investigation into the mail-in ballot envelopes, right? The, the, the trial court judge Thompson, now he has the freedom to make a decision now that the Arizona Supreme Court uh, made, a, made a ruling on the sanctions, right? So that's right around the corner. But you also have Abe Hamaday, who, who goes back to uh, court on the 16th seeking a new trial. Okay, and the, the Maricopa County just got sued by We the People AZ Alliance for not complying with the public records request. And we know it's in black letter law. It's, it's black and white, clear as day, that they, under Arizona statute, should be able to access these signatures. But Maricopa County's refusing to comply. So they're getting hit by, you know, from all different angles. And there's a risk of being exposed, right? So I don't think it's a coincidence that before these consequential court decisions are being made, Bill Gates is trying to run to the media and put this story out there. And maybe he thinks that by putting this out there, the judges presiding over these cases are going to see this and drop the case, you know, so as not to further any more election conspiracy theories. That's one possibility. (laughs) <laughs> I just saw Expert G's comment. He says, he had tight-ass syndrome from guilt. <laughs> yeah, dude. His butthole's probably puckered up like a balloon knot. He's he's scared, man. That's, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. Another possibility here is that maybe Bill Gates is legitimately struggling psychologically. And all of his crimes are starting to weigh on him. You know, maybe he's got a guilty conscience. Or maybe he's trying to get sympathy from us. He hopes that by putting this out there, uh, we're going to see this and, and, and back off and leave him alone. You know, but I think all of his crimes are starting to weigh on him. You know, I mean, think about it. Think about the magnitude of what this guy has done. <laughs> he's committed treason, a crime punishable by death. And so imagine the fear that he must live with, the possibility always looming over his head that this house of cards could come down on top of him at any minute. And I know he's got the media on his side. He's completely insulated from prosecution. He's got the sheriffs. He's got the DAs. He's got the FBI. He's got a Democrat attorney general. And before that, he had a rhino, Mark Burnovich, covering for his ass. You know, he's, he's pretty much insulated from accountability uh, by anybody with any prosecutorial power. But that's still a lot of weight to carry, you know? Because this dude knows that there's millions of people out there that know what he's done. And there's always the possibility that people are going to get sick and tired of watching people commit crimes and get away with it, of violating the Constitution, taking the Constitution and wiping their ass with it and taking bribes from the deep state and the cartels and George Soros. People have caught on to what's going on. And there's always the fear that the people are going to take matters into their own hands and do the job that law enforcement refuses to do, right? He has to live with that in the back of his mind at all times. Now, I'm not condoning people taking matters into their own hands. I want to make that very clear, but I certainly don't feel sorry for the fella. You know, I think he's got a guilty conscience. I think he's got legitimate anxiety, and he's struggling mentally. So he's coming out there saying, I got PTSD from all the election deniers. You know, that's what I think's going on here. But I don't think, I don't have any sympathy for this guy or any of the criminals in Arizona for that matter. You're not going to make me feel sorry for you 
after you helped rig the 2020 election and all the consequences that followed with Joe Biden illegitimately in the White House. People have died. 13 Marines are dead. Okay? We just found out there's 85,000 missing children that the uh, Department of Homeland Security has placed with these so-called, you know, sponsors. They've just disappeared into, uh, you know, child slavery and, and, and sex slavery. These are the consequences of your actions. Right? So I don't feel sorry for you. Oh, whiny baby back bitch Bill Gaines. He's gotten phone calls of people that are angry with him. Give me a break, you son of a bitch. Okay? I don't care. I don't feel sorry for you. This guy, he defied a subpoena. Okay? Not only did he defy a subpoena, he admitted under oath that he destroyed evidence that was under subpoena. So it's not like he just turned a blind eye while other bad actors rigged the election. You know, or he wasn't aware of what was going on. No, he's an active participant. Just on that basis alone, you testified to Andy Biggs that you destroyed evidence that was under subpoena. And then, you know, after hundreds of thousands of voters were disenfranchised in 2022, he lied about it. He lied about the impact the, the, the amount of machines that broke down, the amount of disenfranchised voters, the fact that this predominantly impacted Republican vote centers. He lied about all that. He lied under oath uh, during Kerry Lake's trial. And right now is withholding evidence that he's legally obligated to turn over to Kerry Lake and We the People AZ Alliance and the Gateway Pundit regarding the mail-in ballot signatures. So I don't feel sorry for this bastard. If anything, you know, yes, he needs to be prosecuted, but he also needs to step down because clearly he can't handle the role that he's in. I mean, you're a public official, right? So this is part of the job that you signed up for. Dealing with a little harassment, disgruntled citizens, people coming to the board meetings and giving you a hard time. That Even if you were innocent, that's still part of the job that you signed up for. And now you want to be a whiny little bitch, you know? You and everybody else gets death threats daily, okay? You think Mark Fincham and Kerry Lake don't get threatened and harassed? Do me a favor, Billy Billy Gates. Go look at Kerry Lake's Twitter feed, okay? Look at any tweet from Kerry Lake since the 2022 election. Literally every post is a, a massacre of left-wing trolls calling her a fraud and a liar and a threat to democracy, and a traitor, and a this and a that. So don't give me this crap that you're some kind of victim of harassment, okay? It's coming from both sides. The only difference is you're protected from every single angle. You got the media on your side, you got the sheriffs, you got the FBI, you got the district attorneys, you got the attorney generals, right? Meanwhile, the people on our side are getting targeted by all those people, okay? The the FBI literally staged an insurrection so that they could demonize any public official that questions the election results and label us domestic terrorists and ban us off the face of the earth and uh, prosecute us for manufactured crimes. Meanwhile, you sit there with your millions of dollars that you took from the deep state and you're untouchable. Okay? Our side has it ten times worse. So I don't want to hear all your whining. Okay? You got nothing to whine about. You got nothing to whine about. And if you can't take the heat, maybe it's time for you to step down, big guy. Or little guy, I should say. This guy is is clearly incapable of holding public office and dealing with what comes with the territory, even if he's innocent, which he's not, okay? But, uh, you know, it, it's just pathetic. He's trying to claim that he has PTSD. It's, it's freaking pathetic. Now... I've got some very interesting updates on the Tucker Carlson saga that I want to share with you guys. And uh, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after a quick break. Are you concerned about having enough food to eat in case of a sudden emergency? Grocery stores can get stripped bare within hours, and if you don't have backup food on hand, you might find yourself standing in food lines. Don't let that happen. My Patriot Supply is making a special offer to help everyone prepare for what might be coming. 
Right now, you can go to preparewithnickbosieder.com and get a three-month emergency food kit plus a free water filtration system so no matter what happens, you have access to clean water to drink with and cook your food with. Your three-month food kit gives you a wide variety of delicious meals and it provides over 2,000 calories a day, which is highly important for keeping up your energy. Order today and get your free gravity-powered water filtration system, a $279 value as a bonus gift. The food kit and your water filter are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Go to preparewithnickmoseeder.com. That's preparewithnickmoseeder.com. All right, Expert G reminds us all to click that like button. Thank you, Expert G. I appreciate that. And uh, we're not we're not actually doing too bad in terms of viewership, considering that we went live at a completely different time than we normally do. So, hey, maybe we should do this more often. Just go live at a random time. Barely give anyone a heads up. I think most of you guys watch the show after the fact anyway, so uh, it just, it's man, it's just really hard for me to stick to a schedule. I'm not like CanCon, you know? That guy's a machine, okay? My, my brain is very sporadic and spontaneous, so, but, you know, no, I'm just trying to make excuses for not uh, sticking to the schedule, but I appreciate all you guys that tuned in anyway. All right, so you guys have all seen the... Uh, the Tucker Carlson leaks from Media Matters, right? We know that we know that uh, there's an, a systematic attempt to sideline Tucker Carlson and destroy his reputation, right? And I believe that Fox is behind it. We'll get to that in a second. But right now, let's talk about the fact that Media Matters, over the past week or two, has been attempting to smear Tucker Carlson's reputation. And it has been the least successful Worst attempt to smear a person's reputation in human history. <laughs> it, it is laughable. They've released something like 10 videos of Tucker, which uh, I, I'm assuming are supposed to make him look bad, make him look like some sort of misogynistic monster, right? But in reality, it's done the exact opposite. Every video I've seen so far just makes me like Tucker even more. I mean, he makes me laugh. He, <laughs> Some of the videos have literally made me laugh out loud and slap my knee. Like, like, you know, when he said, media matters, go F yourself. Come on. That's hilarious. When he called that chick yummy. You know what I mean? That was funny. When he asked that, that makeup artist if, if, if women have pillow fights in the bathroom. That's hilarious. Come on. Is Really? Like, who's clutching their pearls and getting butt hurt over this stuff? You have to be so weak of a person to be offended by any of this stuff. It's ridiculous. You know? I mean, the, the worst thing that they've got on Tucker is telling Media Matters for America to go F themselves, which is something that 90% of everyone agrees with. I mean, it's surprising that they would even air that video because it just makes Media Matters look bad. There's not a single person that doesn't feel the exact same way. You know, the whole thing has been pathetic completely pathetic and hasn't done anything besides make Tucker look like a down-to-earth guy um, that, that that likes to make jokes on set and make the workplace more fun. You know, lighthearted, joking. You know, but apparently Fox News feels otherwise, right? And I saw this story that Fox has sent a cease and desist letter to Media Matters and are now threatening legal action against them if they don't knock it off. So attorneys representing Fox News are threatening legal action against the liberal media watchdog Media Matters for America for airing leaked behind-the-scenes clips showing the network's now-former host, Tucker Carlson. The, le the letter from Fox attorneys is in response to a series of stories published in recent days by Media Matters, the liberal pressure group founded by Democratic Party operative David Brock under the headline, Fox Leaks. So, um... Then they say, when, when reached by the Post, Media Matters responded in a statement that reporting on newsworthy leaked material is a cornerstone of journalism. Right, right, that's what you're doing. So this is interesting, right? Because Media Matters is basically telling Fox News, you know, tough shit. Uh, we're going to continue to do this. Someone's leaking this stuff to us, and we're legally allowed to air it. And on some level, they're right. They're protected by the First Amendment. And... This is literally what they do. This is all that they do. If you're not familiar with Media Matters, uh, it is a political weapon that is funded by George Soros, founded by David Brock, and David Brock is a longtime 
Democratic operative with heavy ties to Hillary Clinton and the DNC. And by the way, David Brock, founder of Media Matters, is also the gay lover of James Alafontis, the owner of the Comet Pizza Shop, <laughs> which was at the center of the scandal that is uh, referred to as Pizzagate, where the DNC, Hillary Clinton, they were all trafficking children under the the cover of uh, of this pizza shop, Comet Pizza, right? So, so ironically, David Brock, founder of Media Matters, is that dude's gay lover, the owner of that pizza shop. So, yeah, uh, Media Matters is a political weapon. They have dirty, dirty ties to some sick people. And it's a political weapon that works to silence journalists that they perceive as a threat, including yours truly, by the way. Yes, if you're, if you're not a long-time follower of this show, then you may not know this, but the reason we got banned off YouTube, myself, Behizzy, CanCon, uh, and, and several others, the reason that happened was because Media Matters put out an article talking about how we were advocating for election recounts and audits and spreading false claims about the 2020 election and how YouTube was enabling these conspiracy theories. And we need to be kicked off the platform, right? Well, within 48 hours, virtually all of us were kicked off and some of us received strikes and are still on the platform. But nonetheless, there was immediate action following that article. Right, So Media Matters, they're notorious for attacking and working to silence journalists that they perceive as a threat. They call themselves a, a watchdog group, but they're literally just a weapon for the... <coughs> excuse me. They're, they're <coughs> Let me take a sip. Ah, they're literally just a weapon for the DNC, and everybody knows it. So uh, Tucker Carlson saying, F Media Matters, that ain't turning anybody against Tucker. But the question here is, who is leaking this stuff to Media Matters, right? Some some of these leaks that Media Matters has released, it's not just video footage, but it's also text messages. Text messages which are supposed to be under seal with a judge as part of the the discovery evidence from the defamation case between Fox and Dominion. This evidence is supposed to be under seal with the court. So who the hell is releasing this stuff? It has to be somebody that is directly involved in that litigation, right? Now, apparently, Fox is accusing Dominion of, of leaking this stuff. So, Fox demands Dominion conduct internal probe into leak of Tucker Carlson texts. $787 million settlement could be at stake if messages were sent to press from someone at the voting company, right? So... Fox is asking Dominion to conduct an internal investigation to figure out the culprit, suggesting that it must be somebody from inside of Dominion, right? And they're they're saying that, you know, if it turns out it's you, then we're going to pursue legal action to recuperate the $787 million settlement. Now, it's laughable that they're saying, Dominion, please investigate yourselves and turn over evidence if it turns out that you are leaking this stuff, and uh, then we'll 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 try to we'll try to take back that seven hundred eighty-seven million dollars. I have a feeling Dominion's going to say we investigated ourselves and we found that we did nothing wrong. Because why wouldn't they? But uh, you know, here's the thing. Okay, Fox is accusing Dominion, but I don't buy it for one second. I think this is all about optics, right? First of all. Dominion is not stupid enough to leak evidence that's under seal with the courts. Okay, they might be criminals, but they're damn good criminals. They're not that stupid. They're not going to risk losing a $787 million settlement. And not to mention, they already got what they wanted. They got Tucker Carlson fired. Why would they care about damaging Tucker Carlson when they've already taken him off the air? Their their mission was already accomplished. So they're not going to violate the terms of a settlement just to put out stupid videos that make Tucker look even cooler than he already does. I mean, that doesn't make sense. So I really don't think it's Dominion. 
And so if it's not Dominion, then who else could it be? Well, let's think. There's three parties that have access to this stuff. Okay, one is Dominion, one is Fox, and one is the judge. And and the, the parties of this litigation. And if I don't think it's Dominion, and I definitely don't think it's the judge, well, who else could it be then? The only other possible option would be it's all coming from Fox News. You know, the stuff that they're accusing Dominion of leaking is the stuff that they themselves collected and turned over to to Dominion as discovery items. Okay, so uh, I think that it's Fox News, and, and those of you that watch this show regularly can already guess where I'm going with this. I think that it's Irina Briganti. Uh, the, the the senior vice president, communications director, or whatever, this high-level executive inside of Fox that collects opposition files on all the employees and keeps that in her back pocket if she feels she needs to use it. Now, we know from some of the leaked uh, text messages from Tucker Carlson that Irina Briganti and Tucker Carlson did not get along. He said that she has it out for him. She hates him, okay? And I think he referred to her as a C-word. She hates him, and he hates her. And she, apparently, has uh, reported to people inside of Fox that she had this opposition file in her back pocket, ready to go, if Tucker Carlson decides to go on the offensive against Fox after getting fired. And almost immediately after that, then we start to see these leaks come out. And I immediately assumed it's from Irina Briganti. But then Fox is now accusing Dominion of leaking this stuff. But you know what I think? I think Fox is doing this cat and mouse act with Dominion and Media Matters, accusing them, uh, issuing a cease and desist, and uh, asking Dominion to conduct an investigation because they have to do it. They have to do it because of optics. Because think about it. You're Fox, and you got Media Matters running all these stories about your former top news anchor uh, disparaging the company. And, you know, of course, if you're Fox and you're the dirty rat bastard that's doing it, well, the way to deflect any blame off of you would be to accuse somebody else. And that's what I think is happening. And I'm not the only one who thinks so. Apparently, Megyn Kelly also thinks that Fox is actively doing this and, and trying to destroy Tucker. So if I can get this to load... I'm going to go ahead and play this clip of Megyn Kelly talking about exactly that. And I believe she does name Irina Briganti in this clip. This is all an orchestrated hit job, in my opinion, and it's not a subtle one. It's not enough to fire you, Haya. You must be destroyed. And it doesn't matter how nice a guy you were, how many points you put on the board for the channel, that you brought us through the Trump years that you were number one in your time slot that you haven't said one negative word about us you will be destroyed to settle some angry bitter internal pr hacks personal vendetta against you and if she managed to convince the bosses the murdochs that he's not good for them either either that he may have called them a name or two so much the better because they're the ones who make the final decisions that's what i think is going on here look it's a nice try fox but you tried and failed so they first leaked to the New York Times. This is my supposition for the for the record. It hasn't been yet confirmed, but I know it's them. And I know it's Irina Briganti who runs comms and f-ing hates Tucker. Sorry. <laughs> she hates his guts. And it's mutual. He doesn't like her either. Boom. So there you have it. So Megyn Kelly naming the same name. And, uh, you know, just think about it. Who has the motive here? It's Fox. We know that uh, Tucker is right now in a battle to try to free himself out from under this contract with Fox News. He's got a contract with Fox that lasts for another 18 months, which they're trying to use against him. They're taking him off the air, and they're saying, we're going to continue to pay you $1.6 million per month, but because you signed a non-compete clause in your contract and a non-disparagement clause, you can't go join another network, and you can't say anything about Fox. And we want to bench you through the next election. Right. So they are cutting ties. Well, they're 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 benching Tucker, but they also want to destroy him because think about it. Eventually, Tucker is going to go either independent and start his own media network, his own podcast or join some other network. Right. And 
Right now, he's extremely, extremely valuable. He's worth millions and millions of dollars, and wherever he goes, he's going to take millions of Fox viewers with him. All right? So they want to bench Tucker, but they also want to destroy his value and his worth and make it so that his reputation's been destroyed, and now he's like this liability. They've, they've created this image of him as a misogynist who's difficult to work with. Uh, you know, he's had multiple complaints filed to HR of sexual harassment and abuse. You got this lawsuit from Abby Grossberg. They're trying to damage him as much as possible so that he's less valuable and he's not worth anything so that in the public, in the public eye, uh, you know, Fox did what they had to do by getting rid of Tucker and wherever he goes, they're not going to follow him anymore because they think he's a bad guy. Right, so, so Fox has the motive. They're the ones that have the personal vendetta against Tucker because they fired him. And you don't fire somebody who you, who, you, you know, who you like, you have a good relationship with. So this whole thing where, where, where Fox is pointing the finger at Dominion, it doesn't add up. The fingers are pointing at Fox. And former Fox News anchors, affiliates, former employees, they, they all know Irina Briganti is the person behind it. And she's the one that's notorious for doing exactly what they're seeing. So don't buy this. You'll see reports of uh, Fox you know, issuing a cease and desist letter and accusing Dominion. Don't buy it. It's BS. We know that Fox is behind it. I would bet. I would bet money on it. All right, so uh, I got one more story for you guys. We're just going to briefly touch on it, but first... Let's hear a message from the sponsor of this show. As you get older, your body starts to break down. You experience things like wrinkles, your hair gets thinner, your joints become stiff, your recovery from activity slows down, and most of us just associate this with getting older. However, scientists have discovered that a big reason for this is because your body is producing less collagen as you get older. By the time you're middle age, you could be producing less than half of the collagen you did in your youth. However, the good news is research is now showing that you can increase your body's collagen levels again by consuming more collagen in your diet. BioTrust Ageless Multi-Collagen includes all of the right types of collagen for healthy, youthful-looking skin, joint health, bone health, and gut health. And when you use the link in the description, you can get 51% off of your supply of ageless multi-collagen today. Collagen may be the closest thing we have to a fountain of youth. And if you want the age-defying benefits, use the link in the description today, save 51% off, and you can renew and revitalize the way you look and feel. All right, so Rumble Roy gave us a $10 Rumble rant and says, I chose Nick's early stream over Crowder because of the ring cam footage. <laughs> now you guys know I've I've tried to stay away from that one. I don't really have much And of, you can renew and revitalize Oops. I just played something in my ear that was really loud. Yeah, I don't have much much to say about the Crowder situation. Uh mainly because I feel like there's so many other important issues to talk about. But I'll tell you what, I've been giving my wife a hard time <laughs> making references to that, <laughs> to that video like I'll ask her to do something. Hey, can you feed the dogs? And she's like, "No, I'm busy." I'm, Put the gloves on, woman. Put the gloves on. <laughs> Dude, he did look... All right. He did look like a piece of crap, man. I'm not going to lie. And your wife's eight eight months pregnant. Uh, you should be waiting on her hand hand and foot, man. That's, that's like... What kind of man is going to sit there, you know, with his, with his feet kicked up and, and bark orders at his wife and try to take the car away from her and whatnot? She's eight months pregnant, man. So, it, yeah, it looks pretty bad. It looks pretty bad. Now, I didn't want to comment on it, but Rumble Roy forced me to do it. But I think the whole like Candace Owens and the Daily Wire drama where they're trying to get involved and make entire episodes about it, it's like, it's so annoying. Can we talk about the real important issues here? All right, either watch Steven Crowder or don't. And well, let's move on. All right, so let's talk about this. Real quick, I got a quickie for you. All right, so the DNI, Avril Haines... She announced the creation of a brand new ministry of truth last week called the Foreign Malign Influence Center. Okay? So another ministry of truth, right? We have like 15 of them already. Uh, between the ones at the DHS, the CIA, the FBI, the, the, the non-profit organizations like the Center for Internet Security, and uh, what was that one? The Disinformation Something. There's so many dis- disinformation centers uh, targeting 
conservatives trying to silence people. And now we have another one set up by the ODNI. And apparently this new center is specifically interested in targeting election misinformation. Now, this shouldn't come as a surprise because we know there's a big election coming up, which will most likely be between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And as Donald Trump surges in popularity, Sleepy Joe is polling lower than any first-term president in American history. So if they're planning to rig the next election for Joe in the same way they did in 2020, which we know they are, it's going to be it's going to take a lot of resources and a lot of manpower to combat all the disinformation, so-called disinformation that follows, also known as uh, Americans with credible evidence of election fraud. Because we know how this is going to go, right? This is called the Foreign Malign Influence Center, which means they're they're supposed to be targeting foreign influence in elections, but that's just a cover story for their real intention, which is to silence Americans using the Russian disinformation narrative, just like they did with the Hunter Biden laptop. You know, they can say anything is Russian disinformation and then target Americans because they're saying the source of the information is from Russia, but then you have all these Americans spreading it around, so we got to silence them too. That's how they that's how they do it. Right? Now, what's interesting about this, uh, this Foreign Malign Influence Center, is it's a little bit different than the other 10 disinformation centers that we've, we've seen sprouted up since, really, since the 2016 election. Um, the difference between this one and the others is that this one is like a central hub, right? They want, they want all the other ministries of truth to report to the ODNI. And then the ODNI to uh, then issue reports of all the collective intelligence that they've gathered of so-called foreign influence so that the, the legislators can make policy decisions on how to combat foreign influence in elections, right? So basically, it's like one ministry of truth to rule them all. Now, there's something called the Global Engagement Center, which is controlled by... Um, the Department of State, right, which is aims to kind of do the same thing. They want to be the the, the one that is uh, at the center of everything, right? They want the GEC. I think has centralized control of all the others, but now the ODNI is setting up their own disinformation. Uh, what what do you call it? Their their own Ministry of Truth to try to usurp control from the Global Engagement Center. <laughs> so maybe there's some infighting going on. But basically what they want is a co- they want the ability to get all the ministries of truth and all the agencies and NGOs that are involved in the censorship around elections all on the same page. They want centralized control of it so that they can basically get get on the same page with their own propaganda and the information which, which they're targeting. So, uh, I think that they're going to try to pull off the biggest deal in, 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 in American history, bigger than 2020, bigger than 2022, and they're pulling all resources together and forming this new disinformation agency so that they can... Uh, because, like I said, after 2024, when they pull off that steal... It is going to be really hard to combat all of the evidence that follows because people are smarter now. It ain't like it was in 2020 where it took us six months to put all the pieces together and figure out exactly how they did it. No, we know exactly how it works. We know the Dominion machines inside and out. We know how the mail-in ballot fraud takes place. We know about the mules. We know where the money's flowing. We know about uh, all the NGOs involved. We know all that stuff. So it's going to be instantaneous. If they try to steal 2024, we're going to know exactly how they did it. And we're going to know exactly who's behind it. And so they're, 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 I think that they're a little bit scared right now. And it's, uh, obviously the, the, the big tech platforms like Facebook, uh, you know, Facebook and YouTube, they're going to be participants in this, but it's, it's going to be difficult for them with Elon Musk owning Twitter. I'm not sure how that's going to play out, but I wanted to share that with you so that you're aware that they're setting up yet another ministry of truth to control all the other ministries of truth, a clear sign of nefarious actions afoot.
All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to smash that rumble button. I'm going <sighs> to... I'm scared to commit to showing up at 12.30 p.m. tomorrow, as our regular scheduled program would have me do. Again, my brother's in town. I see him once, twice a year. My family right now is at the beach without me. You know, with my kid, my sister-in-law, my brother, my wife. They're all at the beach, but I said I got to do a live stream. But I set it up early so I could get done... So when they get back, we can have lunch together and hang out. Uh, but my, my brother's here probably until Thursday. And then, like I said, on Sunday, Mother's Day, my mom's flying in from Sunday through Thursday. <laughs> so things are a little shaken up here at the Moe Cedar household. I wish you could see this, this room that I'm in right now uh, where my brother's sleeping. It is complete and total chaos. And I'm like one inch away from the wall behind me because I had to push my desk up against the wall. So I got a lot going on. All right, but we're gonna try to we're we're gonna try to come back tomorrow. All right, just be on the lookout. Turn your notifications on, baby. You turn those notifications on. You don't got to worry about my sporadicness, my inconsistency, my lack of ability to stick to a commitment of a normal schedule. All right, but again, most of you guys watch the show after the fact anyway. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to I pose this to my audience. A serious question. I want, I want your feedback. I want your opinion. I personally feel that I am more effective. I'm more um, passionate. I'm more... I, I just feel like I'm more effective when I go and do shows sporadically, you know? Rather than... Because what happens is I say, all right, we're going to go live... 12.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, four days a week, right? And then what happens is, you know, it'll be like a Tuesday, and I'm looking at the, the stories, and I'm like, <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing here that I'm feeling, you know, like I can do a 30-minute a monologue about. So then I, I sit there, and I, I have to, like, brainstorm and use a lot of mental energy to try to figure out, you know, what to say. And then I'm all tuckered out. My brain's all fried. And then <laughs> then there's a big story that comes out, one that is worthy of an entire show on. But I'm like, well, I'm... <laughs> but now I'm tuckered out and I already did a show. You know, so it kind of interferes with things sometimes. And I've always been, I've always been like really random. You know, I go live at like a random time. Well, use, I used to put out short videos, like three, five, ten minutes... And that's my bread and butter. But see, the problem is, the problem is, Rumble doesn't notify your your viewers when you just post a video. They only notify when you go live. So live streams aren't really my thing. I'm I'm much better at edited <laughs> five ten minute videos that I can really sit there and think about what I'm trying to say, and really give a presentation. You know the way that I want to do it. That's where I feel like I, I operate the best. But Rumble only incentivizes live streams because that's how they get their revenue from the Rumble rants. So they don't notify you if you just do a video, right? And uh, so I've been trying to do uh, do live streams, like make that my new thing. But it's difficult. The way my brain's set up, it's just, it's just difficult, man. Um, and I've, I've, I've lasted like a month with a regular schedule and now I'm feeling myself like, mm, uh, this is, this is killing you, Nick. This is killing you. Cause believe it or not, I put a lot of energy into these shows somewhere around like 8 PM the night before I sit down at the computer. I spend, you know, two hours, sometimes three hours, then go to bed, watch a little TV. I wake up at 6 AM. I go right to the computer and I, I, I work from 6 a.m. till the show at about 12.30 p.m., right? And that's just a lot of mental energy, man. It's a lot of mental energy. Um, anyways, I won't bore you with this anymore. I just want to know what you guys think. Do you, do you really care that much about a consistent live stream schedule? Do you want me to muster up the, the strength to stick with it? Or... Do you simply not care? You watch the show whenever you watch it, the replay after the fact, uh, and, you, and you don't mind the sporadicness. 
Let me know what you think down in the comments section. I will definitely take your opinions and your preferences into consideration. But anyways, stay tuned. We'll do another show here at some point. And uh, thanks for watching, and I will see you next time.